Um, I forgot to tell you about my day. Oh, tell me about your day. Uh, no, so uh, I got to meet my prospective managers. Um, so they like each have their own team um, of developers. Uh, and they were based on like what I said I was interested in, which is I'm interested in machine learning, data science, and APIs. And so I met three people. The options I had, they were like, rate them one through three. Um, they were all very kind. It all seemed like a lot of fun. I think it would be happy on any of the teams. Um, but my options were like, my first one was um, building a program that bankers use, like an application that bankers use mm -hmm. to um, verify that people that are going in to put um, bank accounts in someone else's name Okay. has the authority to do that. So like a power of attorney or something yeah, like right, that. Right. So like this, like very, very important thing. Like, so you're going to build that application. Right. <laughs> um, and then the other one was um, essentially build Chase's Google. Ooh. They're building a search engine. Oh, that's um, cool. And so, and it's a big, that's a big machine learning one. Sure. Um, so that one was a lot of fun. Um, and that would have been machine learning. The other one was more of an API. One was uh, machine learning. And then the other one was like, so um, we essentially log audit and send to the FBI um, all, every single tap that, and any transaction that happens in Chase ever. Woo! so like whatever <laughs> you're on your yeah so it's like I don't know and they they all sounded like a lot of fun yeah um, which it sounds really nerdy like oh I get to audit and like but like so I, we got I really excited I again love spreadsheets so I understand I understand yeah. <laughs> I was reminding myself of that um I, I I always think of that part in Clueless where she's like I divided them into two piles is that wrong where she's always like, so I divided them into two sections. And so she's always organizing things. That's, that's me. That's also me, but not with computer science stuff, just <laughs> life in general. Like, look at how clean this room is. And we even have like a baby, like a baby coming. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of it. We just got this big thing over here. Very nice. I'm very happy about it. But very nice. a little bit about my day. Um, I had a meltdown about Best Buy. So oh no, that sucks. Is it pregnancy or is it like a legit thing? I don't. I can't tell anymore. I don't. It's it's baby. It's probably pregnancy. Okay. I mean, like the thing probably made you mad to begin with, but like it all came to a head, and I was just like, I was crying. And Winston came down. In case listeners don't know who that is, that's my son, and he's nine, and he was the sweetest little baby, and he was like mommy, it's okay. It's, and he's like rubbing me. And I was just like, and I was making his dinner and I was just like throwing it around. <laughs> it like, oh Lord. Anyways, we've introduced ourselves this way. I'm Vivian Vega. I'm Betty LaRue. Hi. Hi, this is Revolution Rosies. Revolution Rosies. It's two women talking about baddest women that include ourselves. Yeah. Whether <laughs> having meltdowns or actually kicking ass. <laughs> You're kicking ass too. You're growing an entire human being. Give yourself I am. Some. And Winston saw it kick today. <gasps> oh saw my god! Hasn't kicked another hard one yet. So neither one of them have felt, but definitely saw it because I was dancing mm. in the kitchen uh, after the meltdown. This is after. This is just before this. <laughs> and um he was like oh I saw that one I was like I would hope so that hurt <laughs> it was like so big oh man um I remember just like sitting back and just watching my stomach be like I know it's like an alien crazy. she hasn't gotten crazy. to that point yet but like that one was a, a big boy um also before we really get into it I wanted to first tell you that I'm sorry I forgot yours but I have it sitting right here but I'm currently wearing um this more that's awesome awesome uh, awesome awesome from um babe roar which is also a very female friendly uh company i guess i don't know what she would call that but it's ran Brand? by christine horvath and i don't know what would you call it i i just said like it's a brand it is like a brand yeah and i yeah. think i think she sells stuff too but i'm i'm not 100 percent but I know that for a fact, she's a comedian and I just performed yes. with her on Saturday. So. Yes. And she is a delight. I've actually done a podcast with her. My first appearance on a podcast with Christine Horvath. I think I remember that. Podcast. That was like mm -hmm. right when we were starting this too, I think. Right. Right before we started it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I thought yeah, so. so. Okay. 
So I have was Akta White. I have one news story. Okay. Um, let me pull it up here. I mean, I know what it is. I just want to be sure I'm saying it right because I'm not an attorney. But um, R. Kelly was found guilty on all uh, all counts of his sex trafficking trial. So um, fuck yeah, he was. Yeah. So that's goodbye, motherfuckers. Um. Of course, Bill Cosby says that R. Kelly got railroaded because, you know, twerps stick together. Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, good job. I mean, it sucks that they had to go through all of that and, you know, talk about it. But good job actually getting someone for something. Now let's hope he actually stays unlike Bill Cosby. (laughs) Um, On news that I just saw today, uh, I'm pretty sure that Britney Spears is officially free. I know I, I need to watch. I'm not like a huge Britney fan or anything by any means, but like, I am really anxious to see that documentary now. Yeah. I, um, I'm going to stand like, I, there's a lot of like growing up and realizing the way that we treated these women, like when they, they were like 16 and 17 and like in the mind, like, mm, mm. yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to stand with her. I might not, I mean, like she's, she's pretty cool, but yeah. I mean, I listen, I'm totally on her side. It's just, you know, I was always into spice girls, just not Brittany. (laughs) I think she was like a little after the time in which I cared anymore about it or something. I don't know. Or I was just way too far up JC Chazé's ass. I don't know. I can't tell. (laughs) Who knows what I was doing at that time? God, I love JC though. He was the bomb. Anyways, um, yeah, so Britney's kicking ass. R. Kelly is in jail and life is coming back to normal. Is it? I don't know. I want it to be. And I'm going to pretend in my mind it is because I'm terrified of giving birth in a hospital. And I'm sure that you know that fear. (laughs) Yes, I do. I got very lucky. I was extremely lucky. So I know that things are different for you now than they were for me then you were right at the beginning right everything had just been shut down like um the hospital that I was in had not even had their first case yet are you serious yeah Riverside hadn't had hadn't had a case yet Riverside is a delightful hospital and they'll take very good care of you that's where I had my neck surgery and it was like a hotel I was like I don't even I don't even feel like I'm in fame um Um, before we get started though i do want to do our first ad absolutely okay cool so our very first ad which is really weird because i'm doing two that are very similar but it's like pick your poison kind of thing (laughs) so um the first one is called resin with riley go ahead what just so cool. Oh, okay. I was like, what, am I not supposed to do this one? No, no, no. Go ahead and do it. No, it's so cool. Yes. Uh, so it is, um, done by the creator, Amanda Riley. Um, she loves making resin art, anything from coasters to jewelry, um, and even preserving flowers, which I love all of those things. And even cute little kitty cat stab you in the eyes. Oh, with the knuckles. Nice. Yeah. So I saw her at the fourth Friday at Westerville and her stuff is amazing. It's really cool. And yeah, she even has like for your keychain the little kitty cat that you put your fingers through its eyes and then you like use it. Yeah. So I love it. Even more badass. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, get all of your gear, evidently. uh, Yeah. And pretty. um, Yeah. From from Amanda. Um, So you can currently um, find her only online, um, which is great for our international, national, like national listeners. Um, And you can find her through her link tree, um, which is, it's a weird one. Follow me, follow me, and I'll put it in the stuff too. It's HTTPS colon backslash backslash L I N K T R dot ee so link tree but with a dot in between the tree slash riley creates that's r-i-l-e-y-c-r-e-a-t-e-s so link tree slash riley creates um what i was just gonna say we'll definitely have a link to her in our stuff uh her stuff is really awesome though 
So cool. So cool. I did check out her Instagram after um, the, the conversation between you two. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Uh, same goes for the next one we're going to do. I, I literally, if I had all the money in the world, I'd, I'd be broke again because of all the stuff I want. Um, but um, okay, let me see here. Um, because resin with Riley is only sold via Instagram and Facebook at the moment. If you join any of those groups, um, you can DM her directly and mention the podcast to get 20% off of your first order. Hey, Riley, does that include us as well? (laughs) We do it too, Riley. That'd be great. Thanks. (laughs) I'm going to get some kitty cat eyes for Christmas for, you know, stocking stuff I want coasters for man. every woman I know. I want, um, she's got some soap dishes that legitimately I've been using like handmade soaps from, um, friends and stuff. And oh. I'm just like, I need a soap dish so bad. Why didn't I get a soap dish when I was checking out resin with Riley? See, man, so. I have like, I have a soap dish, but it's like one of those boring, you know, it's a boring one. It's boring. Oh. It's just a normal no, she's soap got dish. Gorgeous soap dishes. Okay. So are we ready for the story? I'm ready. Okay. Um, so I'm going to do somebody who's more modern. Okay. Has been in the news lately too. Nats. Nats are crazy in here. I'm not doing a a podcast about nats. Nats. (laughs) I have not heard of her. (laughs) Mm, Cool. I don't know her. (laughs) Um, they're annoying. Um, no, uh, so I am doing Cassandra Peterson. Do you know who this is? Okay, you will. I should. I was going to say, I should. Oh, you definitely will soon. Um, I'm sure all the listeners are like, yes, you do. But it's it's not because of her real name. Um, So I got my information from Wikipedia and people.com of all places. Um, and also slight trigger warning, but it's incredibly brief. I'll pass by it and I will let you know before I say it Okay. Um, okay. to all of our listeners. Um, okay. So Cassandra was born September 17th, 1951. So it was almost her birthday time when we <laughs> recorded this. <laughs> uh, she was born in Manhattan, Kansas. Um, and not much was said about her like family life per se. Um, but, um, she was scalded over 35% of her body with boiling water. Don't know how that happened. Don't know if she did it. Don't know if she fell into something. It just happened. It just happened. So it didn't spend much time on that, but, um, she ended up spending three months in the hospital. And while she was there, this is where she began her love of horror and horror themed toys. So, since this is our October episode, um, I wanted to get spooky. So I was I'm like, so excited. Okay. Okay. Um, so the very first film she ever saw was house on haunted Hill while she was in elementary school. <laughs> um, and during her teens, you're going to start knowing here soon. I think I know who you're doing. And I think it's the person I was planning on doing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Keep going. Um, during her teens, she worked as a drag queen and a go-go dancer at Colorado at a Colorado Springs gay bar. You know now? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, so immediately following graduation, she ended up driving to Las Vegas after seeing her the now favorite movie um, starring Anne Margaret and Elvis called Viva Las Vegas. And she drove to Las Vegas and... Um, became a showgirl. Um, so she got to finally live out that dream. Um, she was a showgirl at the dunes, which I've never been to Vegas, so I'm not Mm -hmm. sure where that is or if it's still around, but it sounds like it probably is right. Yeah. Yeah. They stay around forever. Those dang things. Um, okay. Um, fun fact, um, while she was working there, she um, met and went on a date with Elvis. What? She's like, you're in my favorite movie. We're yeah. going to go on a date now. She's like super living the dream, except she was still very young, but that makes a lot of sense because he likes Because it's her. Elvis. Right. Um, but I kind of saw that a, a smaller, like a different light a little bit um, because she said he was very kind. They didn't even do anything except play music together and um, sing together at the piano. But he, she said, 
Um, he did give her tons of notes about spirituality, astrology, and numerology, and gave her the best advice anyone has ever given, which that all shocked me because Elvis doesn't strike me as somebody who's into spirituality and numerology. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, you okay, Cassandra? What's going on? Um, he told her, quote, this is a quote. Quote. You don't have to stay here in Vegas. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll do it right. That was really good. I don't even think I can lift one lip, like one side of my lip. <laughs> you don't have to stay here in Vegas. It's not a good place for a young girl. He told her, um, he told her she had a nice voice and that she should go on to do something else. He was like, why don't you do some vocal training and just get out of here? Go be a movie star or something. And um in the early seventies. So after she had met him, she ended up moving to Italy where she was the lead singer of two Italian rock bands, such as the Latins 80 and the snails. So she was kind of like, like an early Italian punk rocker girl. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, which I would have killed to see this happen. I would have killed. Um, and she began making small appearances in films such as Roma in 1972, Diamonds Are Forever, the James Bond film in 1971, and as a topless dancer in Working Girls in 1974. Oh, yeah, she was like all over. She's like, you know what, Elvis, you're fucking right. Let me I take this and be a movie star. <laughs> Ooh, the 70s, they always had titties in movies. Oh yeah. All over the place. Always. All over the place. Um, so when she came back to the U S uh, she began touring nightclubs with her comedy and musical act called mama's boys. I love her. <laughs> like the more I read, I was like, every sentence I'm writing out here is so good. It's awesome. I know. It's just like, <sighs> it's such a life. I know. And you haven't even got that far. No. Now this next one though, is the trigger warning. So, um, listener beware, but like I said, it'll be moderately brief. Um, unfortunately in the 1970s also, um, one of her close friends was Wilt Chamberlain, um, and he, the basketball player, which I don't know much about him, but I guess I know the name. So, um, but she was close friends with him and he invited her over because he had just had a custom closet built. And he was like, you want to see my custom closet? And she's like, well, sure, whatever. While she was over there, though, he did sexually assault her by perform, um, forcing her to perform oral sex. Uh, yeah. She said she blamed herself for years and years until the Me Too movement actually gave her pause and made her realize she was not at fault at all for this, even if he was a close personal friend. Right. So that makes it even worse. I know. Well, and that's what she said. She was like, it felt gross and it felt weird that mm -hmm. like the somebody that I was close to Mm -hmm. have done something like this to me um but yeah so that that's it that's it the whole rest of the story is just fine um but this was recently released out in the news and that's why but there's another thing that's out in the news too <laughs> um but and another thing that's out i'll tell you about this <laughs> all sorts of stuff just all, all um, over the place. just hang with me okay so she became a member though of the LA based improv troupe called the groundlings, which is like super huge. It's like basically like second city, um, that like had this TV show SCTV in Canada. A lot of the second city people went on to SNL, just all of that stuff. Um, right. but in LA it was called the groundlings. Um, and that's where she created a Valley girl type character, um, that would talk like this. And, um, this would eventually become a large part of her most famous character. Elvira is who we're talking about. We're talking <laughs> about Elvira. Yeah, it's Elvira. <laughs> In case you didn't know. I like, um, it's so funny. Cause when I was, when I was like, maybe we could dress up as our characters. <laughs> that's what well, I was talking about. That's not who I'm talking about at the next show. So I know you can do her. It's fine. And you can be like, Hey, listen to her last episode. <laughs> I'm dressed up as her. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> Surprise. Um, but I didn't do her. <laughs> so, I know. And I have black hair, so it would have been good, but I'd be a pregnant one. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Um, okay, so um, after this fact, we'll go ahead and do our second ad, but I'll just tell you this one here because it's just kind of a passerby one. Um, in 1981, she got married to Mark Pearson, who actually ended up becoming her personal manager um, and helped her write the first film. Um, and and also like tried to help her write a second one, but it, it you know, well, it's fine. Um, and, <laughs> and they also had one daughter named Sadie. But before we get to our next ad, there are two things I want to say. One, okay. how cute these clippies are. Those are super cute. You know what I'm wearing, right? I do. Your little hands. I love them. I love them so much. I wear them all the time. I, I would too. I wear these now all the time. They're very cute. I got them from the show on Saturday at Fuzz Nails. Um, here in Columbus and they sell them. These are also resin. I should have said. Those are so fun. <laughs> hey, resin. Um, second thing we haven't promoted, but this will be re released right before. Um, so I feel like it's a good time. We have a live show if you're in Columbus at a yes. all female festival. Um, every performer there is a female. Every um, vendor there is a female. Um, and it's gonna be so, so, so much fun. It's a two day festival. Um, and like I said, it's here in Columbus, it has several different venues, but, um, we'll put the link in all of our stuff as well. It's called the She Burns Bright, um, Femme as Fuck Festival, I think is what it's the full name. And, um, yeah, we get to perform. We get to do a live podcast for a full hour. That's so exciting. I'm so excited. You guys get to hear us talk out loud to people for an hour. Unedited. Just we're so much fun live screaming our faces off um yeah. <laughs> but anyways if you want to see us we will be on october 9th the festival is the 9th and the 10th um we are on the 9th which is a saturday and we are going on emily noble stage um at 1 to 2 p.m on october 9th um we're the very first act of that day on that stage which is really really cool yeah, we get to open. We get to open. And um, <clears throat> right after us is Lydia Brownfield, who is also super wonderful. Um, so now on to our ad. Sorry, that was a brief about us moment. <laughs> um, okay, and so this next one, you and I both met at the same time. Mm -hmm. It is City Bones. Um, that is the name of the, the company. And I'll tell you what they do here. City Bones um, is a combination of macrame and jewelry with Animal Bones Incorporated. Um, she's also now making wreaths. Ooh, oh my yeah. God, they're beautiful. Um, all bones are responsibly sourced and cleaned by the creator. She said, when I was a kid, I started having my version of a burial service for any deceased animals I had found. I did this as a way to honor the life they had. And in my little child brain, I felt I was showing them that I had loved and cared for them. Over mm -hmm. the years, I started incorporating them into my art as a way to appreciate and honor them in a new way. And now I want others to appreciate their beauty as much as I do. And I do, trust me. I'm telling They're you. They're gorgeous. I mean, it's really beautiful stuff. I, I had to personally go like message her and say, I just want you to know the aesthetic of your Instagram is perfect. Like perfect. It's all like clean white and like the pictures that she takes of her stuff. Magnificent. It's so beautiful. Um, she can be found on Instagram, like I had said, at city underscore bones. That's C-I-T-Y underscore B-O-N-E-S or on Etsy at city bones crafts. All one word, city bones crafts. <laughs> um, and listeners, you get a special offer. Use, cause, use code ROSYREV10 for 10% off of your online purchase. So that's yeah. R-O-S-I-E-R-E-V-10, the number 1010 for 10% off. That's awesome. That's amazing. Do we get that discount? I know. All, again, <laughs> this goes for you. Do this we all get this? Because, because listen, that wreath that she just posted. <sighs> oof. She's also now doing macrame planters, which we could both use because we both have too many plants. 
I got so many plants. Now we can hang them. <laughs> hang them up plants because I got so many plants. So many. What is happening to us? I don't know. But I'm sorry if you're hearing a baby cry. Uh-oh. She woke up. I heard daddy go get her. She just woke up. Do we need to pause? No. Daddy's going to put her back down. Okay. Um, a bit of a backstory on... Oh, we're back to Cassandra, by the way. We're back to Elvira. <laughs> That's right. Um, so a bit of a backstory here as to where Elvira even came from. Okay. Because she started out as like a valley girl with red hair. Like it wasn't like, and she did love horror. Don't get me wrong, but that wasn't the character she had created for herself. Um, So there was an LA horror show called Friday night. Nope. Nope. It's called fright night. (laughs) Like the movie, because that's what the movie. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, Fright night. I have not. It's so, it's so 80s. Good. I love it. I'm obsessed. Um, but anyways, <laughs> put it on your list. Um, on my list. The, the, one of the guys in that movie is based off of the next person I'm about to tell you. Um, so it was hosted by Larry Vincent, um, who went by his stage name, Sinister Seymour. Um, and after six years of the show, he had died. Um, so he had hosted the show for six years and then he died. Um, they wanted to keep the horror show going because it was very popular at that time, right. you know, early eighties, I would say I didn't write down that. Yeah. Um, so it was 81 when he died. Um, so after that, they had asked, um, the 1950s horror queen, Mela Nermi. Do you know who that is? Mela Nermi is, um, vampire. Yes. Yes, yes, it is. Vampire. Of course they know. She that was my qu- well, I wasn't sure because Cassandra Peterson was a name you didn't know. And I was I know. sure. <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, I should it's such know a this. Normal, thing. plain name that you wouldn't. Um, but Mela Nermi sounds straight up like a horror goddess. Um, yeah. She, they wanted her to take over that spot and call it the Vampire Show. I'm, I'm going to uh, write down the name Mela for their next daughter. <laughs> it's M A I L A. M-A-I-L-A. Uh-huh. Just, just so you know. I was almost going to do Theda Barra, who also has a great name. Her name was Theodora. Theodora. And I think Dora. that is just great. Um, anyways, Mela actually wanted um, this woman named Lola Falana. Oh my gosh, Lola. Okay, let me just tell you. Lola Falana would have been a very, very hot vampire, just so you know. But she wanted this Lola Falana to play vampire in the show. She didn't want to do it. She was like, I'm done with this. I don't want to do this anymore. I've had my time. Let's let Lola Falana take over. And I'll post a picture of her too, because stunning, stunning. But um, the producers pushed back and they were like, if we can't have you playing her, basically like, what's the point? Um, so this is after a couple, um, recordings, even she was like, I'm, I don't want to do it anymore. It's like, you can't switch in the middle Mela. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so, you can't just like, well, I mean, like they did a lot in the nineties, but like the yeah, sitcom switch, like Rebecca from Roseanne. Yeah. What? Um, but they, they were like, we're, we can't, that's no. And she was like, well, fine. Then I quit. So she quit the show. Um, but in 1981, later that year, the producers put out a casting call, um, for the open slot. And that's when Cassandra was like, what? Like I could be a host of a horror show. Like, please sign me up. Um, so she went and that is when she premiered her punk rock goth queen, um, that literally rocked the world. Like anybody you ask around that time who had public access or anything was like, oh yeah, (laughs) Oh yeah, she was my first crush for sure. <laughs> oh god, I so I had um, Becky had bought this like you know like the cheap generic Halloween costumes, and she had bought like a Mistress of the Night Halloween costume or whatever, and it had this like black collar that like came on this belt, and you can actually still find a very similar costume. I wanted to buy it. <laughs> um, I as a child took that costume and would wear it as often as possible. I think I wore it like two or three Halloweens. I have a picture of myself in it. I would pop the collar up instead of like wear it down over your shoulder. I had it popped up. I will send it to you. I I was obsessed and my mom hated that I was obsessed. Sorry. (laughs) 
I'm muting myself on and off because she's melting down. Poor sweetie. I'm sorry. Um, so anyways, um, she said that when, um, when they say life begins at 30, they are not kidding because of course, at the age of 30, she ended up getting the part. Um, and that was like her first major thing. She's been in acting this whole time. And that was like her first like big thing. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't quite big yet, but it eventually became big. And then she was like, wow, my life really did begin at 30. Like, holy shit. Um, because she can live off that now. That's her image. Nobody, like, you know who that is. When I she, mean, to this day, like, yeah. to this day. I mean, like, yeah. you can hire her to do anything. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so now she had to come up with the perfect look and attitude. So when she went to the audition, she didn't have a vibe ready yet. She just went in with, like, her pitch and, like, her audition. And that was it. She didn't have, like, a look yet. So did she like go and you think she went in with like, okay, so I'm going to be this like vampy gothic queen and it's going to be. I'll tell you how she went in. I wrote it down. Yeah. Ready for this. Okay. Okay. So she, uh, she thought that the perfect look was based on Sharon Tate's character and the fearless vampire killers, which I'll post a picture of that too. Okay. Um, But the look was rejected by the producers, which is funny because they gave her full creative power. So, but that wasn't good enough. I, whatever. Um, but, um, she was discussing it with her best friend and he suggested going for a more sexy punk, um, kind of vampire lady. Um, and he was like, that's what's really hot right now. It's the end of the punk era. You know, Susie and the Banshees are like, you know, blowing up, do that, do that look. Um, and so she did. So she started wearing the black get up with the big black hair and, you know, bright red lips. And that was her thing. But Nermi, here comes Nermi again, old Mela. Uh, she sent a cease and desist letter to the producer saying that Elvira leaned way too close to her format and to her costuming. Which, <clears throat> did she do that to Morticia? Did she do that to like all the other, like- right. So I was- Morticia came out before her and- like, didn't Morticia come out before yeah. well, Vampira? Even, yeah, Mela specifically said she got her look from Morticia. So what? So you you have you have right over Morticia's look? Right, right. Well, don't worry about it because the court eventually ended up ruling in favor of Cassandra after she made the argument that Elvira and Vampira are only similar because of the basic design in the black dress and hair. Yeah. Like the basic set design... And, you know, cause it was just like a couch. Cause everything room. else is completely different. Yeah. Like vampire is a completely different character. Yeah. Yeah. A completely, di- acts completely different. Yes. yes. Yeah. I think that she had unfortunately had her time and she was upset that, you know, her time got taken. Well, she had chosen, she had chosen she the person that, that she yeah. wanted mm-hmm. to pass the torch onto and they decided not to use the person that she decided she wanted right. to pass her torch onto. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in my opinion, it could be crazy, but if somebody were to be like, I want to be like you, I want to do what you do and do, do it well, I'd be like, sweet, freaking go for it. But yeah, you know, we're all different, I guess. Um, so anyways, with her tight clothes and her sarcastic wit, she gained quick popularity by placing her on public access channels across America. So that's when Casey got to see her, which was a terrible <laughs> time because he was like 11, 12. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that's what a lot of boys and girls totally, oh, yeah. girls wanted to be her, boys wanted to be with her. Girls wanted to be with her. <laughs> it's like a lot of girls were like, oh, wait, I'm gay. Yeah. It's like, huh, this is awakening something in me. I didn't know I had. Yeah. Uh, but they placed her on late at night and churches everywhere freaking went nuts. Um, of course I, they did. I didn't write much about that, but they tried to get her banned everywhere. And she was a Satanist and. Oh yeah. Devil worshiper. Eighties. <laughs> it was the eighties. Come on. They were terrified. Ugh, making our kids go crazy. It's like, yeah, you probably are too. And so is your husband. Shut your mouth. Um, 
<laughs> because of her quick rise to fame, she became a brand. So in the 80s and 90s, there were Halloween costumes, like you had mentioned, comic books, trading cards, pinball machines, and action I figures. Imagine. <gasps> I know. It's a dream. I know. I know. Could you? I couldn't. Um, but she began hosting a new show called Thriller Video, which is what I'm more familiar with. I'm more familiar with, with this one than any others. This is where she would talk about campy horror films after they played and have commentary during the film as well. So it's kind yeah, of like- it was, Wasn't it like a pop-up? I was gonna say, wasn't it like a pop-up video almost where like yes. her head would pop up and she'd yep. be like- Yes, and then she- Yeah, you say that you've got a big or, one back, but- Yeah, it's like, whoa, who are you trying to fool with those pants? Or like something- you know, yeah, really yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but she made them a little less scary, but she also wasn't able to show the really gory films because this was still on public access. So she always chose the more campy, silly horror films, um, which made it even better for her um, because she was campy. And that's yeah. what she, you know, always will be. Um, but in the best way possible. So um, good. So in 1985, um, she made an appearance with her friend, Paul Rubens. Um, they met during the Groundlings days um, in his big hit movie, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. She was not playing Elvira. She was playing a different character altogether, but, you know, it was kind of showing like, hey, I'm not just Elvira. Like I am right. actually other people. I am still fucking. She her. wasn't his love interest in that, was she? No. Didn't no. he have a yeah, but I don't think that was her. I can't remember. I have to. I haven't watched it in so long. I have to watch. Gosh, it. I know. I want to watch um, his Halloween special soon. I watch his Christmas special every year. I do too. I love it. I I watch all of his specials because I love him. That was my child. That was our childhood. Was yeah, that was our childhood? I loved him so much. Okay, um, but um, because of everyone going berserk over her she got to release her first feature film in 1988 called elvira mistress of the dark mm-hmm. that's her big break really that was her big break. that is how i learned how to twirl to uh twirl oh, castles that scene i actually watched it and rewatched it and figured out how she did that's how i that's how i got my national tassel twirling yes uh you got yeah. elvira titties mm-hmm. that's how that's i literally she's the one who taught me I love it. I love that scene. And that's, it's so perfect for burlesque dancers right now to be talking about her for women's podcasts. <laughs> like, I mean, like, yeah, it's amazing, but no, seriously, she, she has such a like influence on me. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. God, me too. She's my background to my computer right now. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, so in 1996, I know I skipped ahead quite a bit, but not much happened in between that <clears throat> time, but <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, there was uh, three Elvira novels um, that are only available now in e-reader format, but they were called Transylvania 90210, Transylvania 90210, Camp Vamp, and The Boy Who Cried Wo- Werewolf. Um, so if you want to check those out, those came out in 96. So she had- they're on e-reader? I wonder if I can get them my Kindle. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Um, but they were, uh, there were now novels about her. There were costumes, pinball machines, action figures, you name it. All I love them. the pinball machine. Elvira's pinball machine is probably the best pinball machine ever. I mean, honestly, what else are you going to give us? It's so good. The Simpsons one isn't bad, but the Elvira one is See, I don't my favorite. The Simpsons. So I'm, I don't know. I don't yeah. care. But Elvira's pinball machine is probably With very little budget for the film, uh, I should have put this, oh wait, no, Uh, this makes sense. I was like, wait, what, what am I doing? With very little budget for the film and barely enough for promotions and a release, her husband and Cassandra wrote a new film called Elvira's Haunted Hills in 2002. Um, The movie was shot in Romania and was screened for the first time at an AIDS charity fundraiser that was went all around the u.s so she did get like a national release but it was at an aids fundraiser (laughs) so um which i thought was wild because i was and i don't even i didn't even know about that one i don't feel like no well there's good reason for it but it eventually went to the Cannes film festival so it did get to go there but it wasn't like 
Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Yeah. Right. So, anyways, um, in 2016, um, we're nearing the end, obviously, because it's almost that time, which is crazy. 2016, uh, Cassandra released a coffin table book, which I think is adorable. That is um, adorable. <laughs> I love her. I know, I know. Well, you'll want this book for sure. Um, it's a photographic retrospective of 35 years as Elvira. So get it. Sounds, sounds like I need it. Yeah. You need this coffin table book. Um, and she's currently still working on an Elvira sequel, like a proper Mistress of the Dark sequel. Um, she is 70 years old and she can and, still look amazing in that costume. Oh my God, so good. Like, like just what? like, like she is undead, right? For real, I mean, for real. Like for how real. is she 70? Yeah, I don't know. There's the other thing too, where I just like, I've been thinking about the Elvira look in the Elvira costume and it like, it has fit perfectly in this like perfect goth bubble where it's never looked dated. Nope. It's nope. perfect. 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 Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she, I mean, yeah, she still looks so good in it. Like when I read that she was 70 while doing this research, I literally, my jaw went well, and that's the thing. Like, year? I'm sorry. You, you even said the 50s, and I still it didn't I hit me. No, no. <laughs> absolutely sorry. not. Um, so just recently, um, as of September 21st, um, she released her memoir called "Yours Cruelly, Elvira: Memoirs of a Mistress of the Dark," and I want to read it. <laughs> I love nice. all of her like puns Ugh, oh I know so good. I know and I can just imagine reading it in her voice like mm -hmm. like oh my god um yeah. but in this memoir she finally tells the world that directly after separating from her husband she began a relationship with Teresa T. Wearson and they have been together for 19 years so she finally told the world she's bisexual I'm sad that it's like I mean, I guess she just has never been in the public eye in a way that maybe it was important. Well, it's funny you say that, but she says, um, she mentioned that she felt like a hypocrite for telling her viewers to be true to themselves while she was hiding the secret for as long as she had. Mm, that hurts my heart. I know. Like, Ghana, you're a gay icon. I know. Like, what are you? What are you? Why are you scared? What are you scared of? You're a know, gay icon. You know, it takes everybody their own time. Yeah. I, I mean, guess. like, and that's the thing is like, it's, no one's job to tell someone when it's the right time to come right. out. So right, yep. And and she, she, you know, she was always there with those folks, and she was just like, you know, I know what I like, but will everybody be okay with what I like? Or you know, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with like her sex symbol status. I think and like, maybe a little. Yeah. And there's this like. But now she just expanded the whole. No. It's like, cool. Now women can be like, yeah, I never had a chance with this woman, but I can pretend. <laughs> <laughs> like I was pretending before, but now. Now I, I know really the fact that I could actually pretend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so we're nearing the end, but still to this day, she rocks her Elvira costume at cons and she speaks at events. Um, she has a killer's, uh, killer voice, killer sense of style, and amazing comedic timing. Um, because of all these things, she has appeared at the Grammys. She's appeared on SNL, the show Face Off, the makeup show, um, Halloween Wars, and RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I've seen the RuPaul episode, too. I don't watch that show, but I think I've seen the Face Off one. Because I do love Face Off. I need to find a way to watch face off because i do love that i just could never find it i know it was on hulu for a long time and then they took it off i never I had hulu. hulu you never had hulu i mean I, we've had it once or twice when like somebody would give us the password but like i've just never really had hulu i need to have it because i need to watch only murders oh my god in the building yeah i so need to watch good. that really bad Oh my God. It's so good. Okay. I have one last thing. To Sorry. You're fine. Just one, just one last thing. She often speaks of celebrities she has met, including folks like Frank Sinatra and Jimi Hendrix and not ever getting starstruck. But she said that one day she met Vincent Price and she met her childhood hero and she freaked out. 
Oh yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Cause like she dated that- Elvis, like she, yeah, she went yeah. on a date with Elvis. Yeah. Can you imagine though? I'm just like thinking about it and like, she's been a huge iconic star since the eighties. So the, yeah. just like the crossing of, cause like the eighties was the very tail end of like old Hollywood Mm-hmm. yeah so like you still had old Hollywood people that yeah. were living and like yeah. so she's really got to expect it like just the whole spectrum of Hollywood yeah every bit. so cool because like because yeah. she, she was mentioning all these people she had met and I was like yeah that makes sense yeah but, but like just Frank Sinatra and Vincent Price and like all of those people but then she's freaking hung out with Pee Wee Herman yeah and, it was like one of her best buddies it's like yeah. she has such a good crossover yeah but yeah so that's cassandra uh and cassandra peterson elvira mistress of the dark whatever you know her as um i love her and i love her even more after looking into her and i can't wait to read her book i think it's she sounds amazing and i do want to read her book like i said she's had such like when it comes to women i really like gravitated towards and does it it makes sense that I would gravitate yeah. towards Elvira. I gravitated yeah. towards Peg Bundy. I gravitated if, if, towards. Listen, if you have big hair, Betty will love you. It's just that's... if your hair was giant, your style was out. Like was if your borderline tacky. Out. If your titties if were offended in any way by you, if people called you loud, oh, I would immediately be like, "Oh, you're my people." Mm-hmm. Well, that's why we're so. friends. Yeah. <laughs> of everything that was just said my hair is not so big anymore you still have the big hair but um my hair's black (laughs) it (laughs) is black sometimes it's not black sometimes it's green who knows what you're gonna get with me Um, mine is berry my doctor (laughs) did I tell you this I went to my um 20 week appointment and she was like your hair is different and because we have to wear masks you can't really no it's still me it's still me I swear should I just keep the bangs forever? So, you know, it's me. (laughs) You're like, oh yeah, that's a thing I do. I literally said those exact words, (laughs) those exact words. Oh yeah. This is something I just do. So you'll get used to it. Yeah. Oh Lord. But, um, yeah. So, um, if you're in Columbus, come see us on October 9th at the Emily Noble stage one to two. Um, it's near the Vanderelli room. I don't know exactly know where it is, but if you are in Columbus and you've been to the Vanderelli room, it's near there. <laughs> so it should be a lot of fun. And we get an entire hour. I know. And we, we get to so talk about more amazing women. So there's going to be three episodes released this month. No, it'll still just be the two. For okay. Okay. The okay. first. Yeah. So this one that this you're listening one to is yours. And then we'll release the live episode November yeah. or something like that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That is a wrap. That is my podcast about Sandra Peterson. That is what I've done. (laughs) Oh, and she's staring at me. I got rid of my notes and there she is right there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyways, do you have anything last to add? I don't this week. I've just had crazy. Good. Well, not good. Um, no, good, crazy, good, crazy. Like, I will say that after what, oh, go ahead. after what? Nope. Nope. I was going to say just like after my meetings today, I left the room and I was like, I'm excited again. Like, I'm like, I'm going to be a programmer. I'm going to be building applications that people will use in their everyday life. Yes. It's insane. I'm so excited. You should be excited. That's amazing. I'm, I'm happy for you. I can't wait to hear what team you get on. <laughs> I know. Um, last, last, last thing. I promise, promise, promise to all of our listeners, please like subscribe and tell your friends, make comments, um, on any of your podcast apps. Um, we're on YouTube. We're on all the iTunes ones and we are on Spotify and Stitcher. And I think that's it, but, um, you can also find us at Facebook and Instagram at Revolution Rosies. Oh, and TikTok at Revolution Rosies. Um, got rid of Twitter. Well, I didn't really get rid of it. I just don't like it. We just it. stopped. <laughs> uh, but if you want to email us, 
any suggestions um, that you think we should talk about, please email them to revolutionrosies at gmail.com. <laughs> Um, and, uh, especially if you have little TikToks, you want me to do little 60 yeah. seconds that you're like, I'd like to know about this person, please send them my way because I'm, I've been really stressed with the baby stuff and I'm sorry. I haven't been making them, but I will again. Don't, I'm yeah, sorry. don't worry about it. <laughs> and, uh, also, uh, we thank Electric Cult Circus for letting us use their intro and outro, which Vivian Vega wrote and performs oh, for okay. our uh for our music for our intro and outro uh and we want to thank uh, amanda brasket for our logo where's she at oh uh she's on twitter and stuff but that information too if you want well, to. it's like yeah <laughs> um and- where's she at i don't know i think she lives in ohio <laughs> No, she's next door. Um, and uh, the show was written and produced by us, Betty and Vivian. Yeah, we're trying to be more professional. We'll get there one uh, day. It's so long. We should pre-record this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, yeah, maybe we one time we just sit down and we're like, okay, what are all the things we want to say? So if we forgot anything, who cares? Yeah. This isn't your podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, deal with that. Email us. Email us if you got a problem, and we love getting emails. It's like letters, and yeah, I if love you getting a problem. Yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. Oh, and check out our um, ads too. Um, City Bones <laughs> and Resin by Riley. Uh, it, all great, all great stuff. And we love you so much. Keep listening. Keep telling your friends about us, and um, smear lipstick. Raise hell. Goodbye. Goodbye.